my name is Christina Nice, and this is the Christina Nice podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss loss and grief and some of the complexities that are around grief. This podcast aims to set the tone for the launch of my children's book series. I'm going to discuss some hard-hitting topics like loss of a parent to addiction, loss of a sibling, grief from loss of a parent, abandonment, trauma, but I'm also going to discuss hope and restoration and empathy and overcoming on the journey of grief. Children are the focus of the books and the baseline, but the heartbeat of the Christina Nice podcast is to start the conversation on some hard topics. So let's start that conversation now. Welcome to my podcast this week. I'm going to talk about wolves a little bit. I'm going to talk about abandonment and then because it was a holiday this week, I did get into some of my mom's journals and notebooks, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about abandonment for children and some of the effects and why the wolf is so important and a little bit more on the wolf and the coyote role. So thank you so much for being here. Abandonment is a hard topic. I'm speaking right from my heart right now. I'm not going to censor anything that I say on this podcast. So I just want you to know this is an uncensored, unscripted conversation on abandonment. I want to talk about abandonment because there seems to be this stigma around trauma and abandonment. And I am getting a little sick of it. Abandonment affects children that have lost a parent and it affects them into their adulthood. Often abandonment, when it comes, it comes from a traumatic loss. And so one of the things that I know for certain is we're born and we take our first breath and we die and we take our last breath. And in all the studies that I have taken and all the things that I have looked at, I can conclude that we are born and we die. And that is a part of life. And that is a part of every human experience. You're alive and you die. And I'm not here to tell you how to view death or how to handle pain or grief or loss. I just want to talk about how we are handling grief. I am not a grief expert. I don't have a business card pointing to me being an expert on grief, but I have lost a mom and I have lost a sibling. So I can talk to personal experiences. I am a Reiki master. I do hold a bachelor's degree of science in sociology and psych with a minor in computer software. So I can talk about some of the things I've learned in my studies. I've sat through a lot of grief counseling sessions and I do a ton of therapy. So I can share those experiences. I am a meditation teacher, a yoga teacher. Before that I worked in fashion and software. I used to work in group homes. That was the sociology psych part and I've always been in mentor relationships and have had very humble exchanges with my mentors 
where they oversee a lot of what I'm up to. I'm pretty open about things, some things I'm private about. But in the launching of this podcast, I sort of ripped the band-aid off of sitting back and not using my voice and decided it was time to share. And so I'm going to talk to you about abandonment. If there's anything that I hate, I hate labeling. I don't like to label human beings that are having a human experience and grief in adults and in children looks different from one person to the next. And it's really crappy to judge how someone grieves. And I don't like it, and I don't like labels. And we tend to, in our society, say, oh, they have abandonment issues. And I honestly, though I laughed when I was dating, the stage five clinger that was like a joke and there were memes this was way back before I got married there was this clinger joke and often I hear people say oh they must have abandonment issues and so I just want to talk about the abandonment that comes from a traumatic loss of a parent we can't blame the child for being abandoned and feeling feelings of being abandoned. In some cases, they would go to orphanages and they would be called an orphan. That was the word that was used when he lost a parent. A lot of the times, the biological parent was still present, but the child still felt abandoned and sometimes children lose both parents and so some of the signs or the symptoms that we see when children that have lost a parent become adults the classic people pleaser sometimes they give too much in their relationships they have trust issues they self-sabotage or push others away to avoid rejection Sometimes they feel insecure in friendships and in partner relationships that have romance. There's an element of codependency, a need for reassurance sometimes happens that the person loves them. Sometimes people with abandonment issues or trauma around abandonment need to have control. Sometimes they stay long than you would expect in an unhealthy relationship. Sabotage goes hand in hand sometimes with abandonment issues and emotional connection can develop. One of the reasons that I love the wolf and the wolf comes immediately to the child is they're able to form a really strong emotional attachment and that is to sort of buffer that blow of abandonment that the child feels and the emotional connection and the empathy with the bear when they first enter because the bear is going to outwardly grieve and be a mirror of the pain 
And I know for me, there's nothing more comforting when I'm in pain and someone actually shares in my sorrow with me. As if they're there with me, truly empathetic, suffering or showing compassion and understanding, really hearing me. And so abandonment is not a bad thing. We can't blame people for having abandonment because they lost a parent. And in the last few months, I have had some comments thrown at me, not by professionals, but others about abandonment. Was I abandoned? No, I actually had a really wonderful childhood. Did I feel abandoned when my mom died? Yeah, but my mom got sick, I want to say in 2008, was her first major surgery. And I remember from 2008 to 2013 when she passed, when my phone would ring, I was always on high alert. I always kept it up, it was never on vibrate or silent, it always had to ring or ding. So that could be hard when other people were texting and calling me and I didn't exactly want to hear from them. (laughs) But I had to keep my phone on, turned all the way up in case something happened with my mom. And so living in that fight or flight was really hard and worrying that my mom was going to die. And I remember shortly after my mom passed away, I started to turn that anxiety towards my dad. And I had to hear from him and check in. And I remember, this is going to be really honest, I remember when I would drive by a car accident near where he lived, I would call him or text him just to see the read response that he had read it or to get the automated, I'm driving right now, can't talk, or I'll call you back, the automated response. And I remember taking such comfort that my dad wasn't in that car accident. And that's a very real thing. And a lot of the times the abandonment is an anxiety. It stems from anxiety. When people talk about abandonment issues in adults and in children, there are signs and symptoms that are obvious, but there's also treatment. So children or adults who go through this experience can begin to have anxiety about fear of losing other important people in their lives. Sometimes we continue to fear abandonment, but it is more or less common. A lot of the times we're able to move through the abandonment issues and reduce the anxiety. So that's why I get pissed when people label you with abandonment and say, oh, they were abandoned as a kid. 
can't get over it because there is hope. There is treatment. So if a child has experienced a loss of a parent or a close caregiver, they can develop unhealthy ways of coping, coping, but they can also develop healthy ways of coping. A lot of the time with abandonment and grief, you see some anger or some sadness or withdrawing. Sometimes difficulty sleeping and nightmares is associated with feeling abandoned. Abandonments can arise from the loss of a loved one, but this loss often stems directly from a trauma. One of the number one traumas for a child is death of a caregiver or a parent. So we need to start the conversations around abandonment and anxiety and grief because they're all connected. Forming healthy and secure attachments and attachment styles can be really helpful with living a more fulfilled life. And I'm seeing a lot of coaches now and a lot of people online that have a platform to talk about these types of topics, about relationships. They're touching on attachment styles, which I think is really important because you can have a, a withdrawn, sort of a withdrawn attachment, an anxious attachment, a secure attachment style. And it's really important to look at that. And a lot of that does stem from childhood and from experiences. And so when I was writing up the character of the wolf, all I could think about was my mom. She reminded me of a wolf. She was loyal. She was devoted. She loved wolves. She always talked to me about wolves and she got DVD discs about wolves. We would watch, if we weren't watching Pride and Prejudice, we would watch documentaries on wolves and she was a wolf to me. And she had this really special ability to quiet the chaos in my heart and to connect as like a place of home and comfort to me. It didn't matter where I was, if my mom was there, I was home. Even hearing her voice on the phone would give me a sense of profound comfort. And so she was a wolf. And so with the emotional attachment that the wolves are able to bring to the child in the series, they're also bringing module practices of yoga and breath work 
which is going to be really significant. And I want to touch on this because with abandonment and trauma and anxiety, because abandonment and anxiety hold hands, (laughs) they do. You might not think you're an anxious person, but if you have been abandoned, there's anxiety around that because the abandonment stems from fear of losing. And so the wolves bring the breath and the yoga and the movement, which has been significant for me in my life. Yoga changed my life. I was able to sleep better. I had anxiety. I was working jobs that were stressful. And (laughs) I was, whatever was going on, there was so much stress around my world when I found anxiety. I think I was 19 when I had an anxiety attack. I was trying to finish a research paper and I had procrastinated and the anxiety was so bad. I didn't know what it was. I had never had an experience like that. And then after that, I didn't sleep good and things changed and I had anxiety and it was new. I had to work through trauma. It was around the time that I had that snowboarding incident. And when my mom died three days before my wedding, the abandonment brought up some of the anxiety, the fear of losing, like I talked about with my dad, wanting to see that read receipt. And that still happens to me. If I see something weird or hear about a really bad car crash, I'll text him just to see that read response. And I don't talk that often about what happened the year after my mom died. I got pregnant, but my dad also was sick with cancer and had the cancer removed. He was stage three cancer, which is serious. If you talk to him, he'll say he didn't have cancer because they got it. But if you talk to me, who was there, I could say it's pretty serious. And when they removed the cancer from his colon, he got an infection and he almost went septic and died. And this was within a year of me losing my mom. And my father is so healthy. People will text me, saw your dad, you know, he's out walking, riding, he's a busy bee for an 80 year old and he is in the best shape. He takes such good care of himself. But cancer doesn't care if you take care of yourself. And that's one of the things that I have learned is that cancer is so brutal when it attacks someone's body and takes people that we love from us. Such a terrible disease. And it's relentless. A lot of the times we can get the cancer and there's like my dad who goes every six months, there's life after and you can be very healthy and stay on top of it but it comes back that's one of the things of cancer that's one of the reasons it's so terrible anyway so the wolves 
do bring the yoga and the meditation and the breath work and they are significant around the abandonment issues and I'm not saying if the child loses a parent they'll never not have abandonment they will but they'll find healthy ways of coping and the yoga and the meditation and the breath work is a healthy way of coping from abandonment so I'm super excited about that I'm just going to share because it was a holiday week I did get into my mom's journal and I found a note that I wrote her and my dad and I had attached some childhood photos to it dear mom and dad I am everything I am because of you you were my strength at times when I was weak you were my sight when I was blind you were my hands when I couldn't reach, you teach me how to believe. You showed me how to love. You planted a seed of faith in my soft heart. You allowed me to grow. Your wisdom and your love could turn my gray skies blue. It's almost a miracle all the things my parents can do. With love, Christina. My parents were my heroes and they still are and for children who lose a parent they're losing that sense of home and they can be very isolating and so in my children's book series we bring in the wolves for the emotional attachment but also for the yoga and in the children's book there will be some significant poses that help to reduce anxiety and they're going to have the names that we use in children's yoga. It's going to be very helpful to the families reading the books because they'll be able to do some yoga together. And it's also an introduction to this module. I am very excited. I am getting closer to being ready to publish the books than I have been. There is a spin-off from the Lost series, a book about Arugula, my cat, as the rescue cat. She's a She looks like the black coyote that oversees in the forest and that was one of the visions behind the creative development of the coyote because my cat is a representation of the coyote that goes with the child and this rescue cat is with the child that has lost a parent because rescuing a pet is significant to a child. My son Maxwell, when he was going through a challenging time because of loss and grief, really wanted to rescue a black cat. And we found Arugula and she was perfect for our family. She was exactly the one to comfort my son in his grief. My son's grief was coming from the loss of his childhood dog. He took it really hard. And so that spinoff is really special to me. And I'm starting to work on the spinoff book 
in the series on arugula the rescue cat and that to me is exciting which means the lost books are almost completed so thank you so much for listening to my podcast and checking out this episode talking about abandonment issues and wolves and a little touch on arugula the rescue cat we call her rue in the book but her full name is arugula I'm so glad you are here listening to the Christina Nice podcast. I would love your support by subscribing to my podcast. I can't wait to be with you next week. Take very good care of yourselves.